You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God, because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Keep Going Podcast. We're in a series called A Walk Through the Proverbs. Just a note, I use the New Living Translation because it's readable. And I don't approach these podcasts as a scholar, but as a lover of the Word who wants to share simple spiritual observations from my own daily Bible reading. So let's review the last episode in two points. Number one, Proverbs 9 tells us that both wisdom and foolishness or folly prepare for us to come visit. Both will make us feel welcome. Both will make us feel at home, but only one is where we belong. Number two, we discuss that the reward for respecting God may not look exactly as we expect. It may not be monetary at first, but it will be wisdom, faith, and the deep and true desires of your heart, all of which are of greater value than money. The last time I was at the beach, I wanted to teach a lasting lesson to the kids on the trip. I had brought along a small wooden box shaped like a treasure chest. On the first morning, we took a walk to the shoreline, and I pulled out my Bible, an index card, and the little treasure chest. I had prepared to read one Bible story for each of the five mornings that we'd be on the vacation, all of which would be focused on a sea or on an ocean. So with day one, we started with the account of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea. Before we read the Bible, I told the kids, now, as we read the story, let's expect the Holy Spirit to highlight something and to bring it to our attention. So if any sentence or verse stands out to you, then we're going to talk about it at the end. Sure enough, the sentence that stood out to all of us was Exodus 14, 19, which reads, Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. These kids thought that was interesting, and so did I, because I'd never really noticed that detail before. Teaching children to listen to the Holy Spirit can be that simple. We overcomplicate sometimes and try to make them think that they're supposed to be really doing something serious when they read the Bible. They get the idea that it shouldn't be fun, but it is fun to read the Bible. So teach them to read and look for things that they've never noticed before, to be curious. When Moses and the Israelites got to the Red Sea, The angel of the Lord moved from the front to the back, standing between them and the Egyptians. How cool is that? Let's stop there and ponder it. So we talked about it, and even those children observed a stunning truth. God moved from a position of guiding to a position of guarding. And today he does the same thing for us. He guides and he guards. Oh, how I love the word. Is it rich or what? Just one sentence preaches a whole sermon. So we wrote that verse down on the little fluorescent pink index card, and we put it into the wooden treasure chest, which was only a little bigger than my hand. And then we dug a deep, deep hole and we buried it. 
Why are we burying it? They ask. Wait and see, I answered. I had a good great aunt who always sparked my interest by making me wait and see. So just like she does, I wanted to spark that same interest in kids. So we buried it and I didn't explain. And as we placed seashells all around where we had smoothed out the sand, we also built a small sandcastle on top of the treasure. Then we spent the rest of the day playing on the shore. But I eyed the spot with the sandcastle periodically throughout the day, and I would just smile. Let's read Proverbs 10 together. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to his father. A foolish child brings grief to his mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor, but hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of a wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of a fool invites disaster. Pause. That last one said, wise people treasure knowledge. I want to finish telling you what happened to our buried treasure on the beach. The next morning, the children and I went out to the shore again. And as soon as our toes hit the beach, we noticed how the surface had been washed clean and smooth. All of the things that we had drawn with sticks in the damp sand were gone. The overnight tide had taken the sandcastle and all the rocks and seashells on our special spot. But I remembered exactly where our tiny treasure chest was in relation to the rickety fence behind us. So we dug around and we found the box and inside discovered that the index card was dry. The children were amazed. So I took that opportunity to explain. Look, do you see? The Gulf waters washed over this entire area and took away with them everything that was unsecured. The landscape was left flat and smooth, yet the word of God was buried where the waves couldn't touch it, and it remained safe and dry. I want you to remember this moment forever. Life will be the same as a seashore. Negative circumstances wash over us, taking away with them everything that is unsecured, and you may never see those things again. I have watched that happen to many people, and I've certainly experienced it happening in my own life. There may be a day when you wake up 
And everything you thought you had the night before is gone. But, but, nothing can ever take away the word of God that is buried in your heart. And that is why we spend time reading the Bible, because that's our very life. In the end, it's the only thing that will last. The word of God stands forever. Those kids got it. They got it in a way that a child can get something spiritual without having lived it yet. Every morning of our trip, again and again, we read the Bible on the seashore, raising our voices above the roaring surf. And then we'd write a sentence, a profound verse on an index card and place it in the box. Five days we buried a treasure. Six days we dug it back up. In the message, Proverbs 10:25 reads, When the storm is over, there's nothing left of the wicked. Good people, firm on their rock foundation, aren't even phased. I'll tell you one more interesting element to this beach story in a minute, but for now, let's finish reading Proverbs 10. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin, so be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled, and the hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. The fear of the Lord lengthens one's life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. Okay, so what happened to that tiny little wooden treasure chest? We still have it. That little treasure chest, the hinges are rusted, and there's still sand kind of poked and jammed between the slats of wood. But I brought it home, and at just the right time, I presented it to the kids, and they have it on a bookshelf in their home as a reminder that God really will give them a lasting foundation no matter what happens in their lives. I don't know what will happen to that box, but I know that nothing will happen to that memory. Most of all, because the first part of that beach story taught a lesson that I plan to teach 
But God took it even further. And the second part of the beach story was incredible. The first part of the beach story teaches that no matter what happens in life, if we have the word of God buried in our hearts, we're secure on a firm foundation. But the second part of the beach story teaches a different one. Not one I plan to teach, but a lesson that obviously the Lord planned to teach both the students and the teacher. I never expected it, but on one of the mornings when we were there, we were, well, about to have lunch, I think, and we were sitting around the table on the second floor of the beach house, looking out a big picture window at the scenic view. We could see all the way down the shore in both directions, and this was a time of year when not a lot of people were out on the beach, and so we saw no one except one man walking. He was wearing a backpack. By that time, we had stopped building sandcastles every day over on top of our buried treasure. We knew where it was buried, and every morning we just left the surface of the sand clean and smooth. There was no marker. So the children and I looked at one another in awe from inside the beach house as we watched the man walking on the beach suddenly stop walking and stand exactly on the unmarked spot where we had buried the word of God. What is he doing? We marveled as we ran to the window. Our mouths dropped at what happened next. With his feet standing squarely on the buried word of God, the man pulled a shofar out of his backpack. Then he turned toward the ocean and blew one long, loud trumpet blast. Then he just put the instrument back in his pack and walked on down the beach. He kept walking and never blew another note. Wide-eyed, we stared at one another and watched him until he was out of sight. The next day, someone from our group actually found that man with the shofar walking again, and they ran up and asked him when and why he would choose to blow it. I mean, that day he had walked a thousand feet of shoreline, so why did he stop right there on top of the word of God that we had buried? He didn't know why we were asking, but he just said, I don't know, I'll be walking and praying and suddenly I'll think to myself, here is where I stop and I'll stand and just blow the trumpet whenever and wherever I feel the Lord telling me to declare his goodness. He didn't know the word was buried right there on the beach. He sensed it. Do you know what I think the lesson here is? We may bury the word deep below the surface in our hearts, but that doesn't mean that it is undetectable. People who know the Lord intimately will have their hearts quickened when they are in our presence. If they are around us, there will be something unexplainable that makes them feel connected, makes them almost want to stop right then and there and declare God's goodness. I've given speeches and talks to secular organizations before and Though I never indicate my beliefs in those uh, circumstances, it never fails that someone from the audience will come up to me afterwards, ask if they can give me a hug, and then whisper in my ear, you love the Lord, don't you? I do too. You didn't have to say anything. I can sense it. I can see it on your face. And I truly believe that even people who don't know God at all, 
can experience the same powerful draw when they are around us. They may not have a name for it. They may not have a way to explain it, but they have the same sense that the man on the beach had. They don't know why, but they think here is where I stop. When we bury God's word in our hearts, it blesses us. The storms can't take it. But when we bury God's word in our hearts, it blesses others too. And the people around us can feel it. If you have the word of God buried deep in your heart, your actions and your speech and even your countenance will supernaturally transform. People don't have to see a scripture bumper sticker on your car or a scripture coffee mug in your kitchen or an imprinted scripture notepad on your work desk or an emblazoned scripture t-shirt on your body. If you have the word of God buried in your heart, people will see it on your face. You never have to worry about a job interview or needing favor from someone in particular for whatever reason. At the right time, that person who may have interviewed or reviewed or encountered a thousand people before you will suddenly come to you and think, here is where I stop. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Today's music is from Psalm 51 by Shane and Shane and is used with permission. I would like to thank them for that. Now, please consider signing up for my monthly email list. I only send an encouragement once per month. And on the day I do, I pray for each of you by name. Go to NikaMaples.com and click on email sign up. And now... I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. We'll talk soon. Until then. Keep going. And teach me wisdom in the sea.